Welcome back to the I Know Nothing About Property podcast. We're on episode six. Woo-hoo. Um, I can't believe we're on episode six, man. Believe that. It, it feels like we've been doing it a couple, couple of days. Like. I know, I know. It's, it's, it's strange that we're actually on six already. Um, I can picture I can picture us saying this even on episode 100. Yeah, and the thing is, I bet everyone, everyone's thinking at home, episode 6, that's nothing. <laughs> it's an achievement for yeah. us. It's an achievement for us. We're, we're excited about it. And uh, firstly, thank you very much for the guys that have been watching and listening to our podcast. And the support is just overwhelming for us. Really appreciate it. So my name is Muzzy. I'm one of the hosts of the podcast, and I'm here with... My name's Harry. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. We, I know we've got listeners in 10 countries now, so... 11. 11. Oh, yeah, yeah, 11. 11 countries. So thank you for listening around the world to us, too. Superb, <laughs> superb. I, I actually question why people would listen to us yeah. in different countries. But uh, we appreciate it either way. 11 countries people are listening in. This is really exciting. So we're in episode six, as mentioned, and the topic that we're discussing today is the challenges, the challenges that we faced, and we're just talking about our own experiences here, as as we've mentioned in the previous episodes. uh, We're no experts, we're just here to discuss our experiences, and um, hopefully our experiences in our businesses will be helpful to someone. So we're going to be talking about our challenges, the challenges that we faced getting into property, um and how we overcame them or how we are trying to overcome them and we're going to start off by chucking harry straight under the bus and (laughs) saying (laughs) what is one of the challenges that you want to discuss today so um my biggest challenge is going to be age um i mean it's something that has haunted haunted me for quite a while and it seems to keep popping up barriers and a lot of people say that age is, um, and I would be so much further. I know you were. Gonna, I know you've said, Muzzy, mm. you'd be so much further if you got into property at the same age as me. But a lot of mm. people, when they say that, don't think of all the, the negative sides of getting into property at a young age. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, I mean, this is a conversation that you and me have had for a, for a while now. Um, you being so young and the majority of us in property, um, those that are sort of like um, established or the ones that are doing really well, one of the things that they do say is if I were to go back and start over at a certain age, I'd be doing X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And it's usually when I, if I were to go back at 18, if I were to go back to 19, I would be happy to go back to 22 right now and do the things that I'm doing right now. And, and the concept of I, what differences it would have made in my life personally, if I started what I'm doing now back at that time. So it becomes a bit strange for some of us listening to any young entrepreneurs, as much as we envy you and, and think, you know, I wish I was like you, you then saying that is actually one of my biggest challenges it's a strange one, actually. So uh, what, what do you do for it? And give me an example of, of one of the things that you say is, this is why age is a problem for me. So I think there's absolutely loads connected to age that a lot of people don't think about. One is people having trust in you in the property industry. It's, it's a very much people's industry. So it's a lot of face-to-face communication. 
so, and assumptions are normally made in the first three seconds of people meeting you. And one of the assumptions I feel is often made about me is he's too young to be coming to me to view a property. This property's 200K, he's too young, he can't afford this. All those assumptions are constantly made. Um, another assumption I think is made by family as well on that same mm -hmm. basis, which is massive. And I mean, from my experience, my family's always been really supportive. But just because they're supportive doesn't mean there's sometimes when I just think, whoa, 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 whoa. I think a lot of people, for I'll give an example with my family, then I think sometimes my family feel I'm rushing into things too early. I don't have the life experience of a lot of other people. Um, I may have decent knowledge and they may know I have knowledge, but they think I'm rushing into things. And I think that that is a lot to do with age. A lot of people still see you as a young child mm. who hasn't learned enough about life to be doing things. And property is a lot of money. I mean, yeah. you, don't, you don't have to have any money to get started in property. But when, you, when people think about property, they think about hundreds of thousands of pounds. Absolutely, yeah. So it's, it is really, really difficult to balance that because you've got to get across that, yes, I have enough knowledge to be able to do this to other professionals in the industry, mm -hmm. such as letting agents, estate agents, landlords, property investors, if you're looking to joint venture finance, stuff like that, you gotta get across them while getting it across to your family that you're not rushing into it. You do have the knowledge. And the only reason you're doing it now compared to everyone else who's doing it later is because you found it before. Absolutely, absolutely. I think that's a valid point there. And what, what makes it interesting for me, especially when you're talking about family, um is for me anyway uh my mom so you talk about how you being young is a challenge to everyone else to a point where you you want to you even want to grow a beard so you actually look older you know um it's crazy but i find it i find it strange because as you're talking i can resonate with that as older as old as i am now my mum is always going to see me as as I, old as I am. Now, <laughs> <don't> you? <laughs> You'll be in a care home next week. I know. I'm actually walking around with the Zimmer frame right now. Um, but my mum was is always going to see me as her little boy. Yeah. No matter how old I am, I'm always going to be her little boy. And I think when you're talking about um, how your family feels like you're rushing into things, or you haven't had enough life experience, and I think. I, I hear this from mum quite a lot, where it's like, you you sure you want to be doing this? You're, you're kind of hinting that you might be rushing into it. And when, when they talk about um, you haven't had enough life experience, they're basing it on their life experience because yeah. they've had a lot more. And funny enough, they're always going to have more than me yeah. because they're older than me. And um, it, it's almost as if until you get to my age, you can't understand yeah. but then i'm never going to get to the age that you're at because you're always going to be older than me yeah. it's crazy but um it, it's funny that you know that challenge actually comes all the way from the point that you're like as young as you are now talking about uh, being 19 and it's still happening to me now um however with your challenge in terms of of, of being young um 
I'm going to put out that you've managed to grow a network of over 10,000 people in different platforms. Um, you've picked up your rent-to-rent deal. Superb. It's picked up as rent-to-rent <laughs> deal. Um, you've also, Clubhouse is a new app. Not many people even know about it. And you've got about um, 1,200 followers now. Yeah. 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 And you've managed to do all of that at 19. So if there's anyone else there who is 18, 19, or even the early 20s who's thinking, well, how have you managed to do that? Because there's a lot of people who are thinking, I can understand those challenges. I'm young as well. I'm facing that same thing. So instead of thinking, do you know what? I'll wait until I'm 30 when I can actually jump in and say, yes, I'm old enough to do this. Yeah. What would you suggest I do at this point? Get educated. 100%. When, mm. when you're young, I think it's one of the most important things. But there's a lot of, when people say get educated, I think there's a lot more things you can do as well. Um, mm. Rather than, I think everyone just thinks that means get educated on property. No, 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 no. I think one of the things that I've been trying to work on a lot is networking with people isn't just to make business relationships. I also use it to pick other people's um, wisdom. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the people, well, 99.9% of the people I network with are older than me. Yeah. It's just how it is. So everyone I speak to has more life experience than me. Mm -hmm. And yes, they may have more property experience than me as well. Well, they could be just starting, but mm -hmm. whatever happens, they've got more life experience than me. Mm -hmm. So use that. Another thing when you're young, I'm probably not the best example of this, but it is something I try to work on. And if anyone ever sees me do a viewing or something like that, it, you, you may be able to switch. I don't believe this is fake, but a lot of people can sometimes think it's being fake. It's the way you speak. So be yourself, but make sure you use proper words. Um, and I, I do it all the time, but try not to say, um, because it makes you sound more professional. And although people say, well, is that not being yourself is that not being you no it's just trying to convey yourself in a better way so mm -hmm. that people listen to you i think the odds are already stacked against you you need to make you need to give yourself the best advantage you can and speaking really well is a really good way to do that dressing well for viewers don't turn up in a whale shirt and some jeans with some air force on <laughs> it's, not, it's not the best thing to do to a viewer and you just they're just going to make an assumption in the first three seconds and again Property, all anyone ever says is be yourself and you'll get results. I believe that, but I think when you're getting being young and you're starting off, and until you know that name, I think it's really important just to try and give yourself as many advantages as you can. Addressing well, maybe a shirt and tie, a suit or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, speaking well and acting as professional as you can. Yes, it may not be who you want to be in the future, but when you're starting out, I think... It's got to be done because otherwise people just don't even take you seriously or listen to the knowledge. The so-called knowledge you spent months and thousands of pounds building up. If, if you come into, if you go to a viewing and you're dressed in a tracksuit and you're 19, 18, <laughs> it doesn't matter how much knowledge you have in the world, half, half the people are going to listen to you. Yeah. So I think, I think that's probably the most important one for me. I hear that. I hear that. Okay. Okay. Um, completely understand that. And to be fair, um, in my experience, it's not just the age thing, I think, at any point, um, because we make our 
we make our judgments or our assumptions and on what we think of a person within the first three seconds yeah. of seeing them. And then um, if you look a certain way, that doesn't portray the person that you're looking to be. You have to work even harder to try to convince the, the, the person that's, that you've met. Or if, we're going to use the example of an estate agent. Um, if you get in there, like you said, you're wearing a tracksuit and you, you're not looking like someone who knows what they're doing or they're in the right place. And um, you walk in and, and straight away, they take you to a certain different direction. They make a judgment of you. We all make judgments of people within the first three seconds. You're going to have to be really good in your vocabulary. You're going to have to be really good at convincing the person you're talking to that you are actually genuinely an investor or someone who's looking to do something and you're going to bring business to them. You're just putting um, too much work in your pitch, too much work in building that relationship. In the first couple of seconds, you kind of disrupted it. Yeah. It's unfortunate. And, and, and um, I know we've had this chat a few times that you need to try to be yourself as much as possible. But when you're making first impressions, sometimes you have to make a little bit more of an effort. Yeah. Uh, I, I see it as, um, you know, dating. Yeah. You, you yeah, make more of, a, of an effort in your first couple of days to build a sort of relationship. And as you know each other, you get, you know, get to know each other, you can be a little bit more relaxed and then start revealing more of you but then that's not necessarily a case of actually going completely wild and being a different person on your first date and then actually yeah coming out to be someone else later on yeah, yeah. I feel, i'm pretty sure i, I wore a track to actually on my first day <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but that is a good point that is something i should have done uh, definitely uh but yeah i think that i think that dating the dating mm. scenario is exactly the same. You do, don't you? If you really, and you've got me thinking now, you, you do make that first impression. And I mm. think you can apply the same thing. I think when you get on a level with a state agent where they know you're serious, you've done a bit of business with them before, Yeah. turn up and attract him. Yeah. <laughs> he knows he's going to get paid with you. It's, it's, it's then you've built the rapport. Yeah. But yeah. I hate saying not to be genuine because it took me about seven months to realise <laughs> that you have to be really genuine and proper. So mm. I, I hate not saying it. And I'm not saying don't be fully genuine. Don't mm. don't um, don't put your values or your uh, morals at risk. Absolutely. Stay, stay completely Absolutely. true to Absolutely. that. Absolutely. But something small like dress sense, um, as as bad as it is, mm -hmm. pe people people judge you of yeah. everything, your sound, your appearance. I mean, mm -hmm. one of the things I did, and I learned it from reading about the Wolf of Wall Street, is every time I'd come into a viewing, I'd make sure that I'd sincerely ask how you're doing today, mm -hmm. but I'd ask it with edge. So if we, I walked into a view and I'd just come up to you, and, oh, hi, hi, Lizzie, how are you doing today? Exactly. And I'd ask it as if I really wanted to know, mm -hmm. to try and engage, because I've had viewings where it's been um, block, block viewings, and I've walked in, I've seen the estate agents just shown this lovely couple around this nice three-bed house. I come in, he goes on his phone. So it's not, <laughs> it, it's, it's, I think you've really got to come across well yeah yeah, yeah it's 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 absolutely true and um and going back to what you were saying about once you've created the relationship with the agent or whoever it is that you're working with you can slowly get back into you yeah but then um we are not saying buy a five grand suit 
and pretend you're a millionaire, you know, and, and tell the agent that I've, I've got millions. You're not, we, <laughs> not direct to that. We, know, we, we both know sitting here who that, who that is directed at. For those who don't, that is directed at me. Um, no, no mentions and no mentioning of any names here, but it's one of us two, yeah. Um, <laughs> but you, you don't necessarily have to portray a complete different human being. It's just a case of you need to make a little bit more of an effort. And, uh, and then later on, you can calm down. Funny enough, just last week, I went to see my agent to, to pick up some keys and I was wearing shorts. I was actually coming straight from a jog. I jogged straight to their office and it's, it's not something that you would normally see in an estate agent. Yeah. I've created that good a reputation speaking to them. I brought them business, they brought me business. I got there in, in, in my jogging attire. You know, and but because the relationship has been built, that's not something I'd ever do on the first one. Yeah, ever. Yeah. You know, but that's just me. This is me going um, jogging and meeting up with people that I know after or just before my job. It's something that I do. That's me. However, that me doesn't have to be portrayed on the first instance. Yeah. 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 That's that's the point that we're trying to make, which kind of makes sense. And um, since we're talking about challenges uh, and and Harry's biggest one that is pointed out is the age i'm going to talk about my biggest challenge and um i say it it was my biggest challenge at, at the time that i actually started and now it's still there but not as prominent as it was before and that's belief so when i say belief it's it's believing that what i see out there what people have talked about in terms of property what's achievable in property believing that i can do that um, I had this this concept, when I talk about it, I talk about it as a concept of the television. Things that you see on TV that are always close enough for you to see them, but never close enough for you to reach them and become yours. So you see, you see people on holiday on TV, or you see people do these amazing things, you're like, oh, I wish I could. As in, it's never going to be achievable for myself, but I can see other people do it. I had that really strongly so one of the biggest challenges for me is i would go into a property crash course i would listen in and think wow that is beautiful but i'm not sure if i can do that they would line up a panel of people who have done exactly what i've done and one of the things that they'll say is a year ago or two years ago i was sat where you were sat and i, I I'm, the concept is to try to make us believe that it's possible for us too but that was my challenge um, I would still try to do certain things, but then deep down, I'd be telling myself, I'm not too sure you can. So have you have yeah. done that though? Because that is every, everyone has that challenge, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I know you do a lot of mindset, a lot of reading, a lot of personal development. Um, it's like a walking library for this. <laughs> but um, I, that is probably, it's still a challenge. Do you still face it today? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So as mentioned, it's not, it's not as prominent yeah. as it was before. And it's easy for me to say, read good mindset books, read motivational books or watch motivational videos and um, wisdom uh, institutes and get involved in that. It's easy for me to say that. But what has really worked for me um, what's made the best impact is actually just doing it, just actually doing it. Yeah. So the, the first point for me was looking at um, the rent to rent strategy 
and thinking, yeah, I understand how it works. I understand the concept, but I'm not sure I can do it. I'm not sure it's possible for me. And then in the back of your head, the less you believe in yourself, the more the brain kind of justifies why you can't do it. Yeah, and it oh, gives yeah. you all these reasons oh, yeah. like, oh, oh, you, you're an immigrant. You came from Zimbabwe. You can't do that stuff. This is not your thing. Yeah. You, you, you're just a football player or you're just an engineer. You, this is not your thing. And you're convincing yourself. Yeah. And it's almost like the brain starts looking for things to add on to the reason why you can't do it. And um, the best way for me that's actually worked was um, just going, going and doing it. So I was given a script of this is what you need to do to be able to get your first rent to rent deal. And then I just went for it, started doing it. That was powerful. Because I, I, I mean, if, if you hadn't a challenge me, I think Mm -hmm. time is perfect with that as well. Setting a deadline. That's something massive. But I mean, I, I, I'll be honest. I always see myself as a bit of a dreamer. Mm -hmm. I always, I I always, it's one of my weaknesses is, I spend, I used to anyway, I, I feel like I've overcome it now, but I spend more time dreaming about where I want to be than actually working to get there. And right at the start, yeah. that was all, mm-hmm. I used to let, drive around all day thinking I was being productive, thinking <laughs> I was there, well, I have to go to this viewing in Burnley or wherever it was, I have to go up, for, I have to drive eight hours, eight hours round trip for this one property that may or may not think because in the future I'm going to get to that. And I was just dreaming, yeah. I wouldn't be in, I wasn't being real with myself. I was literally just sitting there dreaming, hoping things would happen. <laughs> if I stay around these people long enough, I'm sure they'll let a property slip to me or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And I think that is massive. So, yeah. do you, so what would be your three, what would be the three things you've learned on how to overcome them? So I would say one of them is um, feel that fear and just do it anyway. Okay. Uh, I, I, I love I love that saying. Um, there's actually a book that we read. What do you mean, feel that fear? Yeah. As in, just keep, just keep just, going and just, just yeah. Because they, you know, how they say that the courageous um, are courageous because not because they don't feel fear. Yeah. Everyone feels fear. Yeah. But the courageous just do it anyway. So most of us will feel fear and stop. Yeah. You know, do a U-turn and justify their fear as the reason why they haven't done it. I'll say feel that fear, acknowledge that you have a fear of something yeah. and just go and do it anyway. That's one of the main things. And I'll say that's what's played the biggest part and um, in, in everything that I've actually done, whether it's the first rent-to-rent deals, the 10th rent-to-rent deal, the income coming from um, the, our property portfolios, anything, I've just felt it and did it anyway. Um, that's one. The second one, is aligning myself with people that have one done what I'm looking to do yeah and two have the right mindset yeah and when I say the right mindset you're looking for people and it's easy for me to say don't surround yourself with negative people or don't surround yourself with people that are going to pull you down but who are they you don't know until you actually get to know to to hear what they're doing what you hear what they're saying it's aligning yourself with people who understand that things can be difficult, things can be scary, but they are actually doing it. Not, not just encouraging you to do it, but they are actually doing it. Yeah. And that's more encouraging than people telling you that you can do it. You yeah. know, when, when you tell someone that I'm struggling with this and it's not as powerful when they say, yeah, you can do it, you know? 
and you're looking at them thinking, well, why haven't you done it? Yeah. What's more inspirational yeah. is actually watching them do it. Yeah. And then that actually pulls you towards them to want to know, well, how did you manage to do that? Yeah. They're the type of people that you want to keep yourself close to. And I'll say the third one, um, I have to really sort of like have a good think about the third thing that I, I did um, is I would say reflection. So in everything that we're doing in terms of growing or decaying, so to speak, there's a lesson in all of it. Everything yeah. that's gone good, anything that's gone bad, there's a lesson to it. And as we just plummet through our daily challenges and try to achieve whatever goals we've set for ourselves, if you don't stop and reflect, you're not gonna to learn too much. So I would say reflection, because when the next wave, because I, I see it as waves, they get harder or they get easier and easier the more they come. So the wave of belief hit me really hard at the start. When it came the second time, it wasn't as bad and it slowly, slowly gets there. And when it comes to hit you the next time, you want to be able to look back at the first wave yeah. and say, I faced that, I went through it. And then you look at the second one, I faced that situation, I went through it and this is what I did. I am actually capable of this. Yeah. Yes, this is just another wave, it's gonna go past. So that's the element of reflection that I would say, those are the top three things that I actually did. One, do it anyway. Two, surround yourself with the right people in the right mindset. And three, reflect on what you've done. Yeah, and I think the second one is really important, actually yeah. for me, because it depends what type of person you are, but I'm a person who needs to put something in, kick on the arse. Like if, I, if something's happening, and I need, I need to get it done. I need someone to ring me up and go, have you done it? And if I go, no, yeah. then go, why not? And then you feel, oh, I've got to do it now. <laughs> and that, that's what I need. And that's helped me massively. Um, with that rent to rent challenge, it wouldn't have been something I'd do. Oh, yeah. It wouldn't have been something I'd do. Um, but I know if I didn't do the phone calls, you'd, and we said it publicly, that you'd have been on to me. So it is, it is definitely... That's Besides the fact that I was going to be laughing at you if you didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely crucial, I'd say. Um, we, we have the same mentor and um, he is really good at yeah. pushing us. <laughs> he is really good at pushing us. And uh, we get to a point where we, we've got this work that we're supposed to be doing. And it's all to our benefit. It's, it's all to yeah, our benefit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and we, we always kind of remind each other usually like a day before we're supposed to get back to him and think i haven't done it i haven't done it, <laughs> haven't done it. and we'll have to quickly do it uh but it's it's really good to have someone who who passionately pushes you towards your own goal and it's it's really it's really brilliant from that point of view yeah yeah, yeah i think it's something that just is so important having someone told you accountable it's it's oh, yeah. massive because you don't get, I, I don't, well, personally, I don't get any of my own lesson hold accountable. Mm -hmm. And it's how, I'd like, I, uh, for example, last, last, last month I wrote down six goals. I'm not going to go into what they were, but I wrote down six goals. Three of them I put on social media. Out of the six, I only choose, achieved three. And it was the three I put on social media. <laughs> because I knew if I didn't achieve them, I'd have to make a video of why I didn't achieve them. And then look. Stupid. That's more embarrassing. Yeah. So I concentrated on those three because I told people that I was going to do those three. 
and that is something that I'm really passionate about, accountability, mm -hmm. and I think that's a great point. And I say, yes, we're great. The, the, the concept of accountability and um, putting yourself in a position where you have to do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so as you mentioned, you actually put the targets that you're looking to achieve on social media so the entire world yeah. knows exactly what you're That's trying right. to do and now you have to do it. I mean, we've just taken on a rent to rent together. Yeah. yeah. And for those who, I'd, I'd say, I, I'm absolutely dreading it. I am <laughs> scared, scared as. Muzzy's sitting here like it's nothing. It's just, a, it's just another unit. I'm sitting here thinking, oh, what if we can't fill it? What if we can't fill it? And I, I'm in a position now where it's, it's too late. We've got the keys. <laughs> I've got to do it. And that's now pushing me to sit here and instead mm -hmm. of thinking, right, I could get a rent to rent and then I could do the phone calls. I'm now thinking, right, <laughs> I've got to do the phone calls. We've got to fill the property. I've got to make, take action to fill the property. Otherwise, we're going to be losing money. Yeah. So, yeah. Putting your, as Rosie said, actually doing it, putting yourself in that position where you actually now, like, I have to do it, otherwise bad things are going to happen. Mm. I work better, and I found this, I work better off bad things than I do good things. Mm -hmm. So rather than working towards a reward, which I do do, but it takes me a bit longer because I'm like, do I need that reward right now? I work better off, right, I'm stuck in my job, I absolutely hate it, I need to get mm. out of it. Mm -hmm. It's just destroying me. Yeah. Or now we've got a property to fill, I've got to fill it, otherwise we're going to lose money. Rather, I think if the option, if we own that property and we had to pay 100 quid on the mortgage, mm. so say we had to pay 100 pound on the mortgage, and we knew we'd get 100 pound a bucket, I'd be, I, I, I'd be way less likely to do the yeah, calls. Yeah, definitely. Because I feel like it's covered. Exactly, you know I mean? exactly. But when you're at risk, put yourself out there, and when you realise you're at risk, Take I take personally take more action. Yeah, yeah. I, it's a really good concept you've pointed out there, and I'm going to refer back to books that I've read. Um, the concept of pain and pleasure. So many people set goals and they picture that goal and picture that vision, and that's the pleasure element. And we get driven by that pleasure of I want to get that, and that's what pushes us. And there's two concepts that makes us do anything, and that's pain and pleasure. You always want to go towards pleasure, and you also always want to try to avoid pain. Yeah. And um, some people, like yourself, are more driven by avoiding pain. Oh, yeah. And some <laughs> people are more driven by moving towards pleasure. Yeah. And the best balance is doing both, where you visualize exactly what it is that you want to do, and when the challenges come, you remind yourself of where the pain is. What happens if I don't? So when you have that fear of, well, what if I take on this rent to rent and I don't actually get any bookings? And the question you have to ask is, what happens if you don't take on the rent to rent deal? What happens if you stay exactly where you are? There's something that's, asked, that's pushing you towards something that could be better. So you look at what could be better, and when you get those challenges, you remind yourself of what could go bad in where you are. Yeah. And I think that is a, is a good concept that I picked up from a book. And I think that same book also talked about um, the concept of burning the boats. And this was a story of a, an army that went to war, got to an island where they were gonna be fighting, and they knew that if they don't win that war, they're all gonna die, essentially. There's no element of escaping that. Yeah. It's either you win or you die. So the, the sort of like commander 
commanded everyone to burn the boats. There's no escape anymore. So it's either we win or we die. So if you're in a position where you have to win or you die, you will be more motivated to get things yeah. to happen. Don't anyone go burning down your house. It's just the concept now. Of, uh, for, for me, the situation that I, I, I kind of put myself where it's like I was running the property business um, as a side thing whilst I'm working full time. And then I put myself in a position where I left my full time job to do property. Now, full-time job gave me a salary that's going to take care of me, take care of my family. Now I'm in a position where my boat off the job is yeah. burnt. Yeah. I've got no other choice. If I don't make the property business work, I'm going to die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so essentially this, this is sometimes a position that we have to put ourselves in where it's, it's either this or it's the end. Yeah. And that is really motivating. Now I'm not suggesting everyone does that. <laughs> I'm just saying that sometimes it's good to remind yourself of the pain of not moving rather than be scared of the pain of moving. Yeah, yeah, and that's perfect. That's, I mean, I never even thought of that scenario, but I, I make, I, I can back that up. I make more money when I owe money. It's yeah. just the thing I've always done. And yeah. as you've said that, I've realized that. I always make more money. If I owe someone, no, I have to pay two grand a month. Mm -hmm. I will get that two grand somehow yeah yeah whereas when i don't owe any money i won't make as much because i'm not yeah i'm more relaxed and won't do it yeah that's 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 a really good point and um if if i were to go back to um let's say your second challenge what would you say your second challenge is we've, we've spoken about age um i think my second challenge would have to be just just, just gaining all, I mean, one of, one of the things I struggle with is knowledge as well. Not mm -hmm. that I don't have as much knowledge, but things change all the time and staying on top of everything. It's, I think, I think it's a challenge to run a business and keep educating yourself. That's something that I struggle with a lot. I mean, I, I want to listen to more books, but I think I don't have enough time. And if I could go back, first thing I'd do before starting this business would a book, book a week. Mm -hmm. do a book a week so that I have the knowledge but so many things keep changing and I really really struggle with it I hear that I hear that and um, I think that's a challenge for many people as well um, I wouldn't say for me it's a prominent challenge not because I'm very knowledgeable at all must be the library <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not even that I think for me the knowledge element is um, you've got knowledge that you gain from other people i.e. books and listening to videos and stuff like that and then you have knowledge that you gain from your own experience. Yeah. And that's knowledge that is kind of turned into um, wisdom yeah. because you, you, you understand based on your own experience what works and what doesn't work. And I think that is something that will forever and ever evolve. It's always going to change. So even if someone were to say, this is how things work in this business and this is how they will always work forever, at some point, that's going to change. Yeah. There's going to be a better way of doing things. There's going to be a better way of making a business run. And especially with technology now, things are changing rapidly. So the things that we believed were gospel 10 years ago... Aren't going to be a thing. They're not going to be a thing anymore. And, and they, they, 
forever changing. So even some of the books that we read now that were written a long time ago, there's certain aspects of them where the theories and the logic is still the same, but the concept in terms of technical detail is completely different now. So I think, I think that's something that we're always going to have. And for that reason, I don't make it a, um, a great challenge, although it is something that I still face as well. I don't make it a big challenge. Um, I, I just accept that things are going to continue changing. And um, as I gain more experience in anything, I know things are going to be difficult temporarily, and then I'll pick it up after. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the things for me as well is on the knowledge side is putting myself in positions. I do it all the time. And I think a lot of people, when they see me do it, think, oh, just must come easy. Yeah. Oh, you might just may not be um, scared of it. But it is probably one of my biggest challenges. And it's putting myself in a position where I'm around people with more knowledge. Yeah. Do you get me? Yeah. That's, that's one of the best things to do. Because, I mean, it's, it's, it's really, really powerful to do that. You always want to be with people who are ahead of you. Yeah. Um, I, 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 my, the, the way it was explained to me was based off me. So, yeah. I mean, back when I used to box, I was boxed in a small gym. Um, there wasn't many of us in the gym, and I was probably the best in the gym for my age. Mm-hmm. But every time we went to fight out to the gym, it was, there were, I was getting beaten, and there was people better than me. Mm-hmm. And the coach sat me down one day and he explained the reason people are beating you, but you're still the best in the gym is because you're the best in the gym. You're not working, pushing yourself to work harder and harder and yeah. harder because you're already at the top. So there's no one pushing you. All these other people, they may be the worst in their gym, but the people up there are so much better that they're trying to get to them. It's pushing them further. So I get that you have to be in the position to surround yourself with people of more knowledge but I sometimes feel awkward. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel awkward. I, feel, I have no clue what these people are talking about. Yes, as this podcast is, I do always ask questions, but it doesn't mean it comes easy to me. Mm-hmm. And it is hard to put yourself in that surrounding of people um, and ask those questions. Yeah, I think it's always comfortable to be in an environment where you're giving as much as you're getting. Yeah. And um, I, I, I think I completely understand your challenge on that point um, where it is wiser for you to be the least um, of anything in your group because everyone else is far better than you and it will inspire you to step up. But um, at the same time, that means you're just on the receiving end. Yeah. You know, you you just take, take, take to be able to get to the top. And I understand where your your challenge is. Now, um, I, I try to do exactly the same thing as well, to try to be around people that know more than me, that are in a, a higher position than me, uh, people that are in a better business rate, so to speak, um, in what I'm trying to do so that I can take as much knowledge as possible to get myself to where they are. But then the awkward time, the awkward part then comes to, if they're just giving me their knowledge, their experience, their resources, what am I giving back? It, yeah. then, it then becomes a bit of a challenge. And what I do, whether it's the right thing or not, I don't know, it's just how it works for me. I spend some time with those people in those circles, so to speak, gain as much knowledge as possible and quickly move to a different circle of people and give that knowledge back. Yeah. So exactly what we're doing now with this podcast, 
I will go into Clubhouse and sit with people that know a lot more than me and I just sit and listen, take all this information, go to Zoom calls and speak to people that know far much more than me and I just be quiet and pick information and then come to a podcast like this one in other groups where I just share the exact same knowledge. Yeah. And it, it, I think it, it makes me feel like I'm not just a taker, then I'm, I'm giving and getting at the same yeah. time, even if I don't give back to the people that gave me. Yeah, yeah. And I think another thing to take into consideration is when you are in that position where you feel like, I mean, I, I, I'll talk about it in my coffee room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in that position with the, the, the coffee room we do on Clubhouse. So, Everyone in the room is more experienced and it's a lot further along. A lot more experienced, Harry. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, what I got, what I got is if you watch, listen to our episode of Finding Value in Yourself, I've got time. Mm-hmm. I can do things. Exactly. I, I may not be skilled in all the areas they are, but mm-hmm. I can do things. I can make leaflets. And yeah. it'll be, I, people may laugh when you say I can make leaflets, but a lot of these important people don't have time and a lot of the people I hang around with don't have time to do mm-hmm. those sort of things. And I'm happy to help them out and do something as simple as make a leaflet on Canva yeah. if I'm going to be able to sit with them for half hour and have a chat about the struggles I'm going yeah. through and pick yeah. their brains. I mean, you have to, everyone, you always have something to offer in value Absolutely. to that person. Absolutely. And I, I yeah. think that is a, a perfect example of giving and getting. And um, we, we joke, I joke, I joke with Harry quite a lot about his property coffee meet and how everyone is like a hundred worlds ahead of him. And I always say, what are you doing in that panel? Like literally, what are you doing in that panel with the names that I see on there? And it's, it's quite fascinating. But at the end of the day, you created that room. Yeah. yeah, you created that room, you connected the people that are in that room and that room wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for yeah. you. And the, 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 the small things that we say are small things and we don't value them as much, they are actually really powerful. The time that you've spoken about. But if someone were to say, well, I can create a room, yeah, and well done. However, if that room wasn't created by you yeah. and you didn't connect the people that you connected, because it's big now, but it wasn't big when it started. Yeah, it started, it started yeah. four of us. Just four of, started four of us. But it wouldn't have happened if you, if you hadn't created it yourself. Yeah. So yeah. essentially, I think it goes back to that. Yes, they are a lot more experienced. Yes, they have years and years. I think it's over 100 years experience combined. Or oh, yeah, more than that. More than that, potentially. And they have some really good knowledge and experience, yeah. which is which is great. So you then learn from it. But then you connected <laughs> yeah. that group. Yeah. So they're actually getting business from the fact that that group was create, created by you. Yeah. I think it actually balances itself out. And um, you do have that give and get. And like I, I said earlier on, the give and get element doesn't have to be get from the same platform that you give. You can get from one platform and go give to a different platform. And that's how I balance it out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think I think that's really good to if anyone wants to watch and learn in more detail on that, our finding value episode on that. We went into way more detail mm. on how to find value in yourself and let yeah. share. Yeah. I, I think for me that was one of my best episodes on that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the things that we talked about and the best yet. The best yet. Yes. Yeah. The best yet. Best so far. <laughs> <laughs> So um, yeah, I, I think I think we've touched on quite a lot of challenges um, at the minute, and 
as you can tell, this is something that we can talk about literally forever. On and on. <laughs> when it comes to challenges, we have had a fair share to be Oh, yeah, you just have to look at that title. For <laughs> Even coming up with that title was a challenge. <laughs> I mean, we could take credit, but I'm taking credit. <laughs> but yeah, to be fair, the name was actually suggested by uh, someone else, so it, it, it wasn't us. But it, 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 I think it sits well with what we do. Oh, yeah. Sometimes we have to question ourselves and whether we know anything about oh, yeah. property. Uh, but um. I think we'll 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 close this um, episode and um, got a guest next week. We do have a guest next week. Do you want to tell us about it? You go for it. You go for it. <laughs> well, we're not going to reveal the name of the guest, but we've actually got our very first guest next week. We're, I, I'm genuinely I don't know about Harry, but I am super excited that we've got to a point where people actually not only want to listen to our podcast, but actually come and be part of the podcast. Yeah. I think it's... it's we've gotten to a point where we've got quite a few, though. This is the yeah, problem. <laughs> there's actually quite a few. So that's the next challenge for us. The yeah. next time we talk about challenges, that'll be the next challenge. But uh, I, I feel absolutely blessed that we've got to this point now. And I think it's, it's absolutely fantastic. So watch out for this next podcast where we've got our first guest and it's going to be fun. It's going to be absolutely yeah. fun. Really, really looking forward to it. And um, again, thank you very much for the guys that have joined the Facebook group. If you haven't joined the Facebook group, please feel free to just go look for I Know Nothing About Property. The initial bit was the challenge for Muzzy to get 500 members in the group in 30 days. I'm just going to say, the challenge was set for me last week and we now have over 540 people in there. Oh. And it's for 30 days, I've managed to do it in less than seven. That's how I roll. That's how I roll, just to say. So, um... <laughs> I, hope, I hope you can all hear the cockiness of <laughs> <in> the podcast. I <laughs> oh, love it. Absolutely love it. But uh, thank you very much for the guys that have joined the group and made me win the challenge so quickly. Oh. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, and for those that haven't joined the group, please feel free to join us at I Know Nothing About Property Facebook group. And um, it's, it's really good. It's really good. Yeah. More challenges will be coming in soon as well, don't worry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna claw it back. I'm gonna, the next one we're working together. So it's a point each. Um, but after that, we've got the, the 1v1 challenges again. So I will be clawing it back. And I, I, I can see myself yeah, winning overall. Yeah, I'll, we'll see about that. We'll see about that. We'll also get to a point where the challenges are being selected by the people in the group as well. So yeah. feel free to jump in. And for each of the challenges that we set ourselves, it's not just for ourselves, for anyone else who wants to be part of those challenges, please feel free to join us. Yeah. It's all about having a bit of fun whilst we're building something in our property journeys at the same yeah. time. That's the whole concept. So please feel free to come and join us. We would absolutely love having you there. Yeah, I tell you what we'll do as well is we'll put together a nice little WhatsApp group for anyone who wants to do the challenge. Hey, that's a good shot. Actually, yeah. And if you want to do the challenge, you can come do the challenges with me and Muzzy. If it's one of us doing it, you can do the challenge with um, one of us um, and we can talk about it in the WhatsApp group. And yeah, yeah. And you can join me laughing at Harry as well at the same time. <laughs> oh. I think that's the best part of the challenges so far. And I think that's going to be the case. So for anyone who just wants to join the challenges for the sake of laughing at Harry, please come and join us. That alone is a, is a great selling point.
Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for watching um, and, well, and listening, but there's, mm-hmm. there's going to be a video as well. And also, if anyone's enjoying the podcast, feel free to subscribe and take a screenshot and share it on social media or share it with anyone else you think would get value from this. Awesome. Awesome. Exactly what Harry said. When it comes to the technical side of things, uh, yeah, I, I'm not really the person for it. Um, but we really appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate you guys watching. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Take care, people.